0: So that's one of my favorite sayings is self-care is a business strategy.
1: Hey everyone, I'm Emily Reagan and you've discovered Unicorns Unite. This is a podcast for freelancers, service providers, virtual assistants, and curious listeners who would like to experience the freedom and flexibility of working virtually. We're the magic makers, movers and shakers, and the real people doing the work behind the scenes of online businesses. Welcome to Unicorns Unite. Hey everyone, it's your host Emily Reagan. I'm excited about today's guest. I am bringing a, a former licensed therapist, a self care guru, my mastermind facilitator, and business coach, Jen Argue, on the show to talk about self care. And I see it time and time again. We start this freelance journey, and then it kind of overwhelms us. Our business takes over us in our life. And Jen is sharing actionable self care steps to help. You enjoy your business journey and not lose sight of putting you first. Jen has a really good saying self care is a business strategy. So I am guilty. I have lots of areas to improve. But speaking of which, the next few episodes over the summer of Unicorns Unite, you are going to be getting back to back live interviews that we are repurposing from the Facebook group because that's how I do my podcast. I bring freelancers over to my Facebook group. We have really good conversations about their journey, their business journey, and about tips so we can be better with our digital marketing work. And since we have a lot going on, I'm going to be bringing on several back-to-back because I'm going to take a little self-care break this summer, and I'm going to batch edit some of these so I can take a little break. And plus, we're moving and settling in a new house and all that. So this is the perfect one to kick off the summer with self-care in mind. I cannot wait for you to have some good ideas like how you can put yourself first. So let's dive into the interview. Hey, hey, everyone. Happy Monday morning. I am thrilled today to have my mastermind coach here. Jen Argue and she's going to be talking all about self-care and I love that Jen has such an experienced background and she's bringing that to the business world and so say hello, tell everyone where you live, what your family looks like
0: and yeah, introduce yourself please. Thanks for having me. I'm so excited to be here. (laughs) Um, I'm Jen Argue and do you want me to share my story about how I got here? Yeah. Okay. Well, especially because
1: you did it, you did weren't born and raised in California. So that's interesting. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I know I'm a Midwest girl. You are. So yeah. So so an interesting thing about my background, I was a licensed therapist my whole life. And if you know anything about that profession, you have to be licensed in every state you live and practice in. And I moved a lot. And so every time you move you know, I had to consider, am I going to practice here? And, you know, then you have to study for a board exam and get licensed. So five years ago, we had the opportunity to move to California. And I thought, okay, (laughs) am I going to take another, you know, board exam and get licensed again? Or am I going to take this as an opportunity to pivot? Because I had two kids in college, one almost there. And I thought, this is a time I can kind of reinvent myself now. And life coaching is a thing in California. (laughs) Yes, it is. Yeah. And now it is everywhere. But, you know, even just five years ago in the Midwest where I was, it really wasn't. So I started out life coaching as my pivot and quickly realized I did not have insurance companies giving me clients anymore. So I did what everybody else does. And I Googled, how do I get life coaching clients? And I was exposed to the whole world of online courses, which I had never been before. So, of course, this one kept coming up. So, kudos to this guy who had really great SEO, and which I did not know about at the time. Right, (laughs) sucker! I know. I took his course, and one of his bonuses, which I love bonuses now, because this is where I got my life. Um, He had a bonus that was given from his mastermind coach, teaching all about masterminds. And that was everything to me. From that point on, I knew that was all I wanted to do. It combined the best of both worlds. I do have an entrepreneurial spirit because I'm a fourth-generation entrepreneur, and without ever realizing, that's what I really had been my whole life as a therapist with my own practice and other things that I did. uh, When I took a break from practicing, I had my own photography business for a while, Um, I actually, I did an MLM for a while. Like I kind of dabbled, I can't sit still. So I dabbled in a lot of things. Never really calling myself an entrepreneur, but that's what we do now. (laughs) So then I dove into the world of masterminds. It combined my love of group sessions and fast growth with my love for business. So helping women experience faster growth in their businesses with the power of a mastermind it just made sense. And I love it. And you know, you're doing the right thing with at the end of a two hour mastermind, you are more energized than when you go in. Oh, I love it so
1: much. I love how you found your thing. Like you, you started on this journey. I didn't know where it was going to take you. And first of all, even to back up before that, so many of us here in this group can relate to you having to start over and teachers, nurses, even in the PR world, moving and starting over, it was so difficult. And I didn't even have to worry about certifications. I just didn't have the community and the network. But I know so many military wives in this point, or families where they're in sales, and they move a lot. So this is eye opening to see how you took your educational experience And, you know, your practice and made pivoted to the online space. But I'm in your mastermind and I have been in your group for a year now and signed on for a second year. So I want to plug Jen, first of all, to any business owners out there, you're looking for a peer group. She is a great mastermind leader. What did we decide to call you in your um, mastermind? I kept thinking curator, but that wasn't the word mastermind facilitator. Yes. (laughs) Thank you. I was doing my Instagram story this morning and I was like, I couldn't come up with a word and I just went with it. I don't do double takes. I just like post it like whatever, but yes, you're a facilitator because you bring in other entrepreneurs and really lead us and guide us and get us to work on um, our problems. And one big thing you do in the mastermind is check on us with our self care (laughs) and like, Keep that perspective going because it's so easy to get lost in the work and feel like we have to just keep, I don't know, keep going, keep getting the next goal. And like, you're really good about that. How did that become part of your mantra?
0: Oh my gosh. I, you know, I had this experience. This was after I had just moved (laughs) to a new state. In fact, it was in Michigan where I lived before California. So I had just moved to Michigan. I had kids, three kids under the age of 10, and because I'll explain later um, how knowing yourself is really important as a factor of your self-care, but one thing I did know about myself at that time is that I have to get moving. As soon as I move, I have to plunge myself into something because I cannot not be doing something purposeful in my life. And yeah, and and I need people. And it's a way for me to get to know people as well. So when I moved there, I got introduced to an MLM. That was my MLM time. And so I dove into that. I loved it. It was really fun, served a purpose. And we also moved into a house that needed a lot of renovation. I didn't say that to myself. When I moved into the house, I thought, oh, well, just paint and change the carpet. But no, you know, every, every one thing turns into another. And before we knew it, we were gutting the entire house while we were living in it. And I'm running it. I'm the general contractor because I was trying to save money at the time. and I had all these different people that I had resourced from different areas all working on my house at once. And I was the scheduler, the person overseeing their work and making sure they showed up on time. And I'm a tough girl. So I, I had it in my mind, like, I can do this. I, and these some of them were kind of really difficult to work with. And I just, you know, would be like, you have to show up. I'd be the squeaky wheel, you know, to get them to come and do the work. And I found myself at this one point not operating at my best and trying to run this business, trying to be general contractor. And I had a friend who, in the meantime, was turning 40 from where we lived in Chicago before. And she was like, my husband is sending me on this 40th birthday trip to Paris, and I get to take one friend, and I want you to come. And I thought, (laughs) I had this trip coming up, and I remember packing my suitcase for Paris and feeling like so awful in my body. I went to Walgreens and I got out like a good handful of medicines, like for stomach upset, for, I don't know, all these different things. I shoved them all in my suitcase. The next morning I left, we got to Paris. We threw our bags into the hotel room and we took off, you know, to see the Eiffel tower and get croissants and whatever you do. And that night I we got back to our rooms. I opened up my suitcase and what did I find? All these medicines. And I felt great. And I thought, oh my gosh, it was stress." because I am so headstrong. I did not believe that all these ailments I was experiencing were from stress. And so that was this huge aha that Boy, the ailments, the tension that we carry in our body from stress is so profound. And if I can just pay better attention to that, take better care of myself, I am not going to be in this situation running to Walgreens, getting all these prescriptions or, you know, over-the-counter medicines. From that point on, I made it my mission to take care of myself. And going into this business world with masterminds, I realize women entrepreneurs, we are known for overworking, beating ourselves up and thinking that self-care is for maybe the week, or like we just don't need to make time for it because our business needs all of our time. And I am on a mission to change that message. Oh, I
1: love it. I love it so much. I didn't know the story about Paris. And I was thinking you were going to say like you ruined the trip because you didn't feel good because you, you know, burn out because I'll see that with myself, like work, work, work. And then the weekends I'm exhausted, you know, and then I can't enjoy my weekend. So that's where I thought you were going with that. But I'm so glad that when you got out of your, your normal element, did something for yourself, it was just that light bulb moment. It couldn't be any more obvious that that's what you needed. And I know right now, I need a Paris trip.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, we oh, all? one to Paris, please. I mean, I know it's like this time and this year we've been through, right? But um, man, no, that would just help. I know. <laughs> that would help everybody. Oh my gosh. And so many business owners in general, like when we're getting that ball going with our businesses and we know how important it is to be consistent, like that's like the one thing, right? That we have to keep doing. And it's just a lot of pressure. It's a lot of continual work and it's never ending. So if you don't take the time to make that (laughs) like your regular thing, like it's never going to happen on its own because there's always some work to do. And especially the people in this group who a lot of us are freelancers doing the client work, we're virtual assistants, we're independent contractors, and it can seem like that client work is always like must put out this fire first, take care of myself, second, third, fourth, <laughs> fifth. Mm-hmm. And why why do you think freelancers might have it? I don't know. I don't want to say worse, but why why are we like that? I know a lot of us are people pleasers first of all.
0: You know, part of it might be because a lot of people in your group, especially, are women, and I think women struggle with this more than anything because we are—we don't compartmentalize as well, and so everything is always integrated. And whether it's our children, our families, our work, we're always trying to mend it, to like blend it together somehow. And putting ourselves first is just never an option in—in in like a typical way of thinking. But again, I'm out to change this. We need to put ourselves first, and we all know that analogy of putting on, you know, the mask on the airplane. You know, when in an emergency, put your own mask on first. Yeah, that could not be more true. We need to put ourselves first, and like you said, the business never ends, the work never ends, but what does end is our health, and yeah. so. We need to if that helps you to think in that way that, okay, my health can end, then I need to really put my health first. Yeah. I need to focus on that first. So what can I do? Yeah, have you ever seen that Stephen Covey example of like time in the jar? Like you put the big rocks in the jar first and then you pour in the sand. Yeah. Yeah. The big important things. First, your health needs to be one of those big rocks that goes in the jar first. And so first thing, you know, in the day, and I saw in one of your groups, you had an Enneagram poll, you have a lot of nines in your group. And so I think it's really important that, you know, nines, what really helps them, I think, with self-care is some grounding rituals, some type of activities that bring more of a feeling of harmony and peace in your life. And so morning routines can be kind of like, oh yeah, morning routines. But if you actually think about setting aside the first, however much time you can set aside in the morning for you, it doesn't have to be the same thing every day. It can just be the fact that you have that time And you set aside for whatever your body needs. It could be journaling. It could be a walk. It could be even texting a friend or whatever you need at that moment. Take that for yourself and have that be your you time that you start off the day with. Maybe it's having coffee by yourself or maybe, you know, whatever it might be. But getting some kind of ritual in that sense. And it all starts with our belief that... Our business will survive if I take some me time.
1: Yes, that is so imperative. And that is related to that mindset of abundance and not coming from this place of panic and scarcity, like in general, being okay with it, like it will happen. And I love this so much because the client tasks, all of us can relate, never ending. Stuff we need to do for our business, never ending. And I love clients who are with me and don't create that extra panic and stress and like everything's like a fire. And then they're like, you know what? It is okay if it gets done tomorrow. Like that's okay.
0: Some things are fine. But yes, I love that. So completely, completely. And and I like to think too. Okay. So th- this is a really great exercise. You go into entrepreneurship to create your dream life, right? But what do we do? We create a nightmare of a life, <laughs> And so let's start with our dream goal state, like where we are when we have arrived, which is whatever you define as your dream life. And maybe your dream life is working three hours a day, maybe five hours a day, but putting that much work time into your life, right? So that you can have the other hours of your day be something else. And maybe you're still, maybe you still have a day job or maybe You have kids, or maybe you want to just take up something else. So you say you want to work three to five hours a day. Well, do that now. So if you say that's your dream life, create that for yourself now. And if you only want to work three to five hours a day, then tell your clients, this is how much time I have. And hold yourself to it. If they ask you for more, you can evaluate it according to that value, does that fit within my three to five hours? And if yes, then take on the extra job. And if no, then it's not going to work. Or get creative. Hire some people to work for you. You know, I like that solution. (laughs) (laughs) It's your life. It's your dream life today. So how can you live your dream life today? And what do you need to make that happen? Is it knowing your values, knowing what you're going to adhere to, because our values dictate all of our decisions. And so, number one, we need to value our bodies, our bodies before business. Can't remember who coined that, but it's such a good, good phrase. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. And then also knowing so, number one, your business deserves the best you. So, taking care of yourself for your business is really important also you and your loved ones deserve the best you. So if you're not going to do it for yourself, if you're not going to do it for your business, do it for your loved ones because they all really deserve the best you in their lives.
1: This is where I kind of get stuck in a cycle, Jen, because I'm like, oh yeah, I'm creating this business because I want to have a business that supports my family and we can do things. And I want my kids to have a a great future. And then they come in and like want to play Barbies. I'm like, no, go away. <laughs> like, Mommy's in a Facebook live or like, you know, I can find myself getting so stressed and tense in those moments. And I forget like the whole reason I'm doing this is half of it is for them. I mean, half of it's for me, but for them too, to have like a secure future. And I get caught up in that, you know, yeah. I know yeah. I'm not the only one out there, but I'm like finding that balance is so hard, but yes, they deserve the best the best of me. And they don't always get it when I'm stressed out and I'm not feeling well, when I'm like overworked and I'm putting my clients first. They don't.
0: And that's, and that's so good to be aware of. It's so good to number one, be aware of when you're getting stressed out, because if you're getting stressed out, you're most likely having a clash of values happen. And so Uh (laughs) <laughs> and so you're trying to please your client. You're also trying to please your loved ones and which is going to come first. And that might not be a black and white decision. It might depend on the moment. Yeah, it does. But, can- that's But knowing that that is your decision puts you back in the driver's seat. Yeah. And that, a- and that brings the stress down. Okay.
1: I had a really big aha light bulb moment. And I've told you this before, but there was a year where my husband was gone, didn't live near family, four kids by myself, trying to slow up the client work, but still heavy in the client work, trying to build this business. And I can remember staying up late till 1am to help a client with her launch. And the fact that her back end was not ready for the launch. And I stayed up till 1am. And the next morning I was a monster. To my kids. And I just had that clash, like, oh God. And then I remember like looking at my client's bank account and like, you just made all this money. I walk away with an hourly rage. I mean, wage in a rage. (laughs) That was like a Freudian thing. And I'm like resentful. I'm tired. I'm cranky. I'm mean to everybody. And that was not worth it. And for me, right then and there, I'm like, I will never stay up late someone else's business again. And I set that rule and that was big. Now sometimes, yeah, I do work on some things in the evening, but I do not do the all the 1am, 2am things anymore. Done.
0: You know, I call that a threshold moment. Sometimes we just need to have that, you know, that threshold where we have had enough to make that change. It's not enough to like learn from other people to maybe hear even our conversation, <laughs> but we have to learn that lesson ourselves. And that is a painful lesson. And so in order to avoid having that painful lesson in the first place, <laughs> let's just, and we've had this conversation before, yeah. but employing self-care early and often, yeah. and doing it before you think you need it. Yes. Do self care when you're feeling great and keep it up so that you are always feeling great. Yeah, that's my
1: problem right there. I wait till I'm tapped out and burned out and then I don't want to do it. But yes, I wish I would have had this advice earlier on because I did not know this was a problem or a thing. And when I was just starting my business, I just didn't know what I was getting into in general. But I do find that I have happier weeks when I have, Friday. I like to take Fridays off and or have it like my flex day, like schedule something fun. And I haven't been able to do that. I mean, like, especially with the times right now, but that would be my day to go to lunch or when we're in Florida, I liked to kayak and I liked having that. And I just, mi- I miss it so much, but I didn't even realize what I was doing at the time. And then I think COVID and lockdown and virtual school has just made everything way worse because <laughs> yeah. we're all in the house at all times. So it's been a little bit harder for me. But I just, I just want everyone who's starting a business to just remember that what Jen just said: start it before you need it.
0: Mm-hmm. And you know, COVID is is actually there's a, what I call sometimes a corona bonus, um, but having these little. Shakeups are really helpful. Like like this whole quarantine time is kind of like a shakeup, right? It gives yeah. us an opportunity to put things back together the way we want them to be. And I remember when I started out as a therapist, there were people that were saying, and I had to go through this myself. I thought in order to get clients, I had to work a lot of evenings because people work or there's students. You know, I had to work at night. Um, and then I had somebody say to me, You set your hours and people will come when you are free. Yeah. And I sure. thought, Really? But I listened and I, because I saw them doing it. So I listened. I changed all my hours. I only worked one night going forward because I did want to provide that option for some people. But I changed all my hours to daytime. And guess what? They filled. So I you, know. <laughs> you decide how you want to design your business and you will still get work. I promise you. Yeah. And you'll be happier.
1: Yes, you will. And there is definitely a pattern I see. And I'm just going to say it. Like I see it. I see a lot of people who go all in with their business and gain a lot of weight and lose themselves in the process. And then they think I'll wait till my business is successful are, you know, which is never enough by the way, because it's always ongoing, like we talked about. And then I see these, you know, big wig entrepreneurs now going on all these weight loss journeys. And it's like very common pattern. I feel like I'm living, breathing example of that. Like I know i put on some weight over the years. This is a very sedentary work and lifestyle in general. And, and I, and I'm hitting myself because I knew better, like I know better than that. And I've seen this, I've seen this happen with clients and other big wigs online, but it really you, you really can lose yourself and not even realize it till you've added like 30 pounds. Yeah.
0: Yeah, you can totally lose yourself. So what if you were to again define your dream life, yes, you know, and implement it now. In your dream life, do you see yourself spending an hour a day on moving your body? Do you see yourself spending an hour a day reading a book? Do you see yourself playing with your kids for a couple hours a day? Do you like full on attention? Do you see yourself diving into some type of hobby or side interest? Then do that now. I'm putting it out there as a challenge. I challenge you to define your dream life and figure out how to live that life today. And make your business work for you instead of the other way around.
1: That is so good. Sometimes I used, a, I used to have a hobby. I used to sew and I haven't touched it since I really started my business. And you know this, I've I told you this, you know, and it, it kind of makes me sad, but it just doesn't seem like there's time to do everything. And again, if I had just, you know, set my dream business, set my intentions and the space I needed to work on everything I wouldn't have lost it. But at the same time, when you give yourself that freedom to walk away, especially in our jobs where we're like part creative, you can come back and knock things out so much faster. When I get stuck on things and I walk away, I come back. I'm like answers, right? And like freeing your brain up to go do something else creative. Like I love coloring with my daughters. I am a sucker for coloring books. We just bought the Mandalorian one yesterday. We're all about coloring baby Yoda, sometimes green, sometimes rainbow. But like, to me, like just to step away from my work and force myself to do that so much more efficient and productive and better at my job when I do that. So I, I see it firsthand all the time. Yeah,
0: yeah I don't. <laughs> that is one of the greatest ironies. And there are so many ironies that really apply to life in a way that we would never think it could. And one of the ways is like you just said, stepping away from your business makes you hyper productive in your business. When yeah. we work ourselves to the bone, we are tired. It takes longer. I remember when I was learning how to ski and I had a ski instructor, you know, because you want to learn, you always want to coach, you know, when you're learning how to do something. And and this ski instructor said, okay, at three o'clock, just get off the hill. You know, get off the hill go to the lodge, get a hot chocolate, get some nachos, whatever you want. But it's at three o'clock that everyone who has been skiing all day and wants to just drive themselves, you know, to ski the entire day. It's those last few hours that make them the worst skiers and the most accidents happen.
1: I was just thinking that, oh my God, what a good point.
0: Yeah. So, you know, if you put in your time for the day, if you worked, like, let's say, I know I keep using these small amounts of hours, but I truly believe we can get in our best work within four or five hours, you yeah. know of working a day. I don't really think we need more than that because past that, what are we doing? You know, I, I really think that we can, if we focus and we use our time well, then we're not feeling distracted from other things. yeah, so focus in on your work, if it's like breaking it up two hours here, two hours there and taking breaks in between like really fun, good, not thinking about work type breaks yeah. and then come back to it. You can give your full self to it and get it done so much faster okay. and better.
1: Yeah. It's so true. So one thing I think I've heard you say is self care is not just a bath. Have you, did you say that? I think, yeah. I, I think you said that. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's, my picture when people say self-care is like, oh, take a bath. You know, some people think like go get your nails done, but let's talk about what it really is and what it can look like and how it's really different for everybody.
0: Yeah. So self-care starts with your mindset. Number one, you have to believe that you need it. And so that's one of my favorite sayings is self-care is a business strategy. Yeah. So if you are not, Including self-care in your business strategy. And you know, in our mastermind, it is just as important to have a self-care strategy as a business strategy, you know, as working on your latest funnel or, you know, whatever it is, your connections, your referrals and all that type of stuff, you have to have a plan for your self-care as well. You absolutely 100% do. So it's the, it's the belief that you need it is where it starts because you can get massages all day long. And if you think that you shouldn't be because you should be at your business or you should be with your family, you are not going to feel rested at the end of that massage. You're going to feel just as bad going into it as you do coming out.
1: Yeah. A lot of guilt there. There's like guilt things to unpack, but um, I I never thought of it like that too.
0: So you have to really have this, and it's it's not super self-indulgent, but sometimes I say that word to really drill it into people, that it's important to be self-indulgent when it comes to your self-care, to really believe that it is necessary, you need it, and you're going to go get it. Gosh, darn it. You know what I mean? So, you, need you really don't think you need it,
1: like that whole process. I didn't think I did it for a long time. And now I have to say I'm a lot better at telling my kids like, nope, not right now. Mommy's going to lay down and read her book like I like to read. And that's it. You guys can talk to me in an hour.
0: (laughs) And you are modeling really good, healthy practices for them, how to take care of their lives and that taking care of themselves is important, especially for your little girls. It's important for them to value that as well, because you want them to value that. If you see them, you know, growing up to be young women, you want to see them taking care of themselves. Well, why wouldn't you do that for yourself too?
1: Yeah. I mean, and you know, we know this, but what that stress and when you don't take care of your bodies and what happens long-term, I mean, that's like the seeds for cancer and illnesses and it's just not good. And so if I think of it in terms of like, my parents checking in on me. I'm like, I get it. I get it. And I would do it for my daughter. So why not do it for myself? You know?
0: Exactly. And then the other aspect of it is, yes, like bubble baths and manicures and massages are really important. But what's more important is whatever you're doing that it's aligned with who you are. So knowing yourself is absolutely key in this situation. Knowing your Enneagram is really a great tool to help you know yourself. Um, Knowing your Myers-Briggs is important too. One of the things I kind of mentioned before is like on the Myers-Briggs, I'm an E, which means an extrovert. And so every time I move, that E part of my personality gets challenged because I don't know people in the new place that we move to each time. And so I know for my mental health, I need to jump right in. I need to figure out how I can meet people and just get that part of who I am, you know, aligned. And so if you are feeling stressed, number one, it's, it might be a clash of values that are happening. Number two, it might just be whatever you're doing in your life is out of alignment with who you are. And so do you need more people or less people in your life? Do you need something that makes you feel calmer because you're just a personality that needs calm and peace? Or do you need something that just shoots you with a little bit more adrenaline because you need stimulation and excitement? So I have three girls and they're all completely different. If you have kids, you probably can relate how our kids can be so completely different. And my oldest she is an artist and she needs things quiet and serene and she needs her room time you know she loves to create and so her her bandwidth for people time is so small and she needs to respect that to keep <laughs> her stress levels in check whereas my second born couldn't be more of the opposite she needs stimulation she's on the go she's a hundred percent in Enneagram seven. Like, she's like, okay, we're going here, but where are the next two places we're going after that? You know? So we always joke. She has this line that says, I know. How about, how about coming now? Oh, how funny. What about your third? My third is pretty much a mix. Um, she she needs her equal like people time and downtime. But they all, have, you know, there's other parts of them too. Like yeah. the middle one's very outdoorsy. So she needs her hikes, her, you know, surfing, whatever she does. She needs her outdoor time. The youngest, she loves people. Okay. So the youngest, she has a special gift when it comes to gathering people together. She loves to rally people. So she has this big, like, energy woo type personality and yeah. so if she doesn't have something that she can be getting people excited about she's probably bored so she needs to be involved in things like she does this organization called young life and it's perfect because she gets to pour it into younger people she also gets to rally them to come to the meetings you know and excite them about it and so she's using her gifts in a way that's really She's involved in something that's really aligned with her gifts. And so it goes with our self-care too. Our self-care needs to be aligned with who we are in order for it to truly be effective. Hey, this podcast
1: is sponsored by my very own GIF and sticker making workshop. Turn your clients' videos into gifts, design branded stickers for Instagram stories, and master the art of making your own gift for promo emails. This is fun unicorn magic that we can do behind the scenes easily for our clients. The workshop is one hour, just $17.99. The link is in the show notes or go to emilyreaganpr.com slash gifworkshop. That's G-I-F workshop. Back to the show. Okay, that makes so much sense. It's so interesting to hear about different people, different types of people and how they need it. And it makes so much sense. And then inside myself, I see a mix of things like there are times when I need this, When I need a party or when I just want to be alone doing a puzzle, (laughs) you know, like I I can totally see a mix of that happening. I think right now, one thing I have been lacking is sports. Like I've always enjoyed being on a team. And before kids, I used to play like volleyball and soccer every night of the week. I was in great shape back then, Jen, just so you know, but it was so fun. And I miss that. And what's so funny is my sister kept inviting me to this woman's sports night at her church. And it was Sunday night. And I just, it was like the worst night of the week for me. Like Sunday nights, I like to get calm. I like to get ready for the week. And I just never wanted to go. And I feel kind of bad because I know I need it. But you see that I have been taking ice skating lessons. And that makes me really happy. I had... Zero desire to really ever be like a figure skater or anything, but just like making my body get out there and do things. And in a group situation, like totally makes me happy, even though I'm terrible. (laughs) It's
0: fun. I love that. I love that you're doing that for yourself. And again, you are doing that for you, number one, but number two, you're modeling it to your kids as well. And you're modeling it to all your students as well. That it's important to be a well rounded person. Yeah. In general, even just for your business, but in general.
1: Yeah. Otherwise, it's so easy, especially these days when we're home, to just work seven days a week. You know, if you don't like, I have to be really intentional like, okay, Saturdays, I am not working. I'm doing this and this. And, back at the beginning of my business, things were different. Like I did work Saturdays. I did work uh, when that was the time I could get when I had no childcare. They weren't all in school and they were really young and my husband would be home Saturdays. So it was kind of a weird flip for me that I still kind of have to, you know, try to watch out for. But I don't know when I have things planned, like I'm, I'm happy. Like I like, knowing I have something fun coming up, but I don't need necessarily need something every day, you know?
0: Yeah. And so, you know, yourself, you know, (laughs) Yeah, and I think that's so important is just being aware of your needs at any given moment and honoring to those needs. And so if you would typically have something planned, but you really want to do something else, If you're not letting somebody down in a terrible way, like honor that and listen to your needs. The other part about listening to your needs is being able, and you kind of mentioned this, but being able to communicate your needs to others as well. So not expecting others to understand what our needs are and to meet them for us, but to take radical responsibility in having your own needs met and Sometimes that means communicating them to other people. So if somebody, you know, is expecting you, um, or you think someone is expecting you to do X, Y, Z, but you need to do something else to take care of yourself. Yes. Just communicate that. I need to take care of this right now, and I will get to that at this time. You know, yeah. and maybe they would even say to you, I wasn't even expecting you to do that. So sometimes we put our these own pressures on ourselves yeah. that aren't even really there.
1: Yeah. Oh, I that's so important. I see that a lot. What popped in my head was, you know, having a husband who's an introvert and having to kind of balance that and let him have his time and his space, or I just have to give him plenty of notice. Like I just can't spring things on him, like we're going to a dinner party tonight, get ready, you know. But Yeah. And it's okay to say no and back out of things. And sometimes I have that guilt. Like I'll say yes on Monday and then Friday. That's not what I really need. And Mm -hmm. I would pressure and wanting to say yes. Okay. I'll do it at my expense. Um, Let's have some fun in the comments. Jen has given some self-care options. What comes to your mind? Like what's one thing you would like to do for yourself in the next seven days? Like, you know, unlimited, pretend like you can do whatever. What would make you happy and be a good self care routine or just practice. something? Yeah, practice. Like, what would be something you could do? And there was a time in a place where my big bathtub in Florida with my crystal chandelier and all my bath bombs from Lush was my thing. It was my thing. I had a small baby. My husband is gone. I'm like, this bathtub is my place. It's get to play Taylor Swift read a book (laughs) in the bathtub and have some bright color, you know, color bath bomb thing. But yeah, what comes to your mind when you think of self-care and something you could do? And I have to say, I am a big fan of massages. I almost like need that physical. I have a hard time relaxing in general because I'm like, go, 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 go. And a massage is so, if I have them on the calendar, like I always show up and I, I go ahead and I upgrade the 90 minutes, yeah. <laughs> make it worth my time, especially if I get, you know, babysitters happening. And that's one thing that I am pretty good about doing at least monthly. I have to say, what mm-hmm. about, you? what's yours?
0: Oh my gosh. Massages too. There is something about when I am going hundred miles per hour that happens to my nervous system and getting a massage. It's like, it's like a I don't know how they smooth down your body. I feel like they smooth down my nerves and I just walk out feeling like silky smooth. Good. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm the same as you in that area. Um, and also baths. We're very similar. Yeah. I love those. There is something about a bath at the end of the day just kind of washes, you know, any stress you had. It just washes it right away. I just love yeah. that.
1: I think it also is something about dedicating time in a place where you have privacy in your own home. Cause as a mom, otherwise you're like bombarded. I mean, I, I, like, I'll take a shower with my little girls when, you know, when they're little, just so it goes faster. So like to carve out that time in the adult bathroom, <laughs> the <mom laughs> bath bomb, uh, was, it was like spatial awareness and our physical, what am I trying to say? Physical distance too, which was needed. Yeah. Neat. So, yeah. Brianne, hot tub time. Brianne, do you have a hot tub? Because I would be in that every night with you. <laughs> and Tracy Ann says she's going on social distancing walks with girlfriends three nights a week. It's amazing. And I love that. Like when I add a friend in and I walk, it's like two for one. Friend exactly. time? And nature time sometimes. Uh, Claudia says she wants to do dance lessons. She used to dance ballet as a teenager. Girl, you should get back to that. And I so regret not doing um, salsa with her when we both lived in Miami. Claudia's another military spouse. But um, yeah, doing something like that as an adult, like a paid activity, will keep you going, first of all, like give you that commitment. And you would love it. And you'll probably meet friends. <laughs> yeah it's hard when you're new like when you just move (laughs) and you're a new person yeah that'd be great michelle says she listens to podcasts um and she reads
0: Oh, that's nice too. So, so this is something I did when I was 30. So like years ago, when my kids were little, What I did was I made a bucket list and it was of all the things, all the interests I had that I wanted to dive into. So I had things on it like tennis, sewing, photography, trading stocks, Like just anything that like piqued my curiosity that I wanted to learn and kind of develop as a hobby, I made this big list. And I told myself with this list, I will give six months to, to really diving into each of these hobbies. And at the end of six months, I can either keep going or move on to the next. And it just kind of gave me this freedom to number one like, know that I will get to all of these things, Lord willing, you know, if I stick to this plan and give them each their due instead of being like, oh, I'm going to, I'm going to buy this sewing kit today. And then tomorrow I'm going to learn about stocks, you know, like yeah. I, it, it can be like too, too, much. too much. And so I thought, okay, six months, that's enough to kind of dive in and see how much I really like it. So my very first thing I had on the list was photography. I ended up doing it for three years. Like I mentioned earlier, it turned into like a side hustle. It was super fun. You know, all my friends were like, can you take pictures of my family and my kids and blah, blah, blah. And I was just having a blast with it. So three years went by. And then the next thing on my list, and I thought, let's go back to that list. I actually kept it. And the next thing was sewing. So I did have a sewing machine. I don't know where I got that from. Oh, wow. it out. Did it for a day. And it was like, I hate this. <laughs> <laughs> so I crossed it off the list. It went to the next thing, but that was just, it was like, I gave myself the freedom to either, you know, to try it and to see if I liked it or not. And to either say no or stick with it for a while. But That's kind of, you know, a fun way to honor your curiosity and your likes and your dislikes and just developing yourself outside of your business.
1: Well, I think everybody here in this group has that growth mindset and they love learning and new challenges and that's why they're here. That's why they have their own business in general. So feeding something other than business Like, don't just go down that TikTok rabbit hole or learning Clubhouse. Like, do something outside of the scope of your business that will round you out. And I think that is so good. I would love to know what you guys would put on that bucket list. Uh, Because I'm thinking, I'm thinking right now, I had signed up for tennis lessons. I was so freaking excited. And you know this story. Signed up. I'm really close to a championship training center over here in College Park. And I got one weekend. And then COVID happened and I loved it so much. They gave us, we had pro teachers. They gave us those big fat balls that make you feel amazing because you hit it and it's like goes exactly where you want and just like smash it. And again, I'm doing sports and it closed and it was like only $25. They're doing some like deal. And I just, every time I drive past that place, like I would like to get back into that because that was my happy place. And then I also have had this desire, Jen, in the evenings, like, I I tend to want to keep my hands busy. And my mom quilts. I'm not a good quilter. Like, I'll sew things together, but I don't want to quilt. But I've had this desire to do those snarky cross-stitches. You know what I'm talking about? Like I used to cross-stitch when I was like 13. I'm like, I should do that again. Like something with my hands, not a big project because I think as a mom, we're like always interrupted. I don't need something that's going to take forever. But um yeah, I think that I should do that. I should just order a kit.
0: Well, be so fun. I, I love that. But I love that you know that about yourself, like sports, anything kind of sporty, you think is so fun. I love that. And then also working with your hands. I mean, that's so great that wow. you know it. And then you can dive deep into it and have fun with it and get creative. Yeah. Michelle says she's going to, um, she
1: recently picked up knitting, which is super cool. Sharon's bucket list has skydiving. <laughs> oh. Wow. Yeah. That would be fun. I have uh-huh. like Think of like indoor skydiving where it's manageable, but oh my gosh, I would be too scared. I couldn't do
0: that. could
1: <laughs> <laughs> be awesome. Learning Italian, it could be reading like a classic book. I
0: don't know. Any could other thing? Yeah. I feel like lately I've been watching a lot of TV, <laughs> but it's like, it's, it's a time for my husband and I to kind of reconnect at the end of the day. And we don't have kids at home anymore so it's just our together time and we kind of switch off like we'll watch a funny series we just watched Ted Lasso that was so funny so cute not my husband's type of movie so then he got to pick the next one and now I'm we're in some like crime drama thing
1: (laughs) you know what it is I love crime drama I love like (laughs) Dateline yeah yeah We started watching White Tiger last night, that movie uh, from, it's like based in India. And oh, someone It wow. is so good.
0: Wow, okay.
1: I usually get super, I don't know, ADHD where like I can't just like sit, like I'm doing something else at the same time. And I'm like, I want to get off my phone, I want to get off my computer. But that wow. had full attention. So,
0: yeah. Um, oh, it's good when you come across a good one. Yes. Yeah. 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 I think it's, I think it's quarantine. I think it's just, you know, not being able to go out and everything. So I'm just laughing. Like, I think my mom watched all of Netflix by July, you know, 2020. She was like, yeah, my mom. too. (laughs) (laughs) Not that bad. Yeah. Yeah. Like oh yeah, not yeah. I think that's you know actually like I think that's important to try and think about what can I do besides TV, and I often think that. But it's just sometimes it's just the easiest thing in in this pandemic that we're in. Well, I love video
1: games, and I I don't get to play them ever. And even I think about the first night my husband and I hung out, we played Golden Eye, the James Bond game and I beat his butt (laughs) and I like flash forward I'm like I don't get to do that like the kids will take over uh so I kind of like to yeah it makes me unwind like I told you I have a hard time unwinding and so I'm doing something but my brain's only focused on that there's a game I really like called civilization I'm totally revealing my nerdy side right now I love it you get to pick like I'll be the Egyptians and you have advantages based on what civilization you are and you build your empire and you yeah. try to defeat everyone and win the space race <laughs> <laughs> so I love that game and I'm like I need to just like for me it would be really important and hard to, but worth it to carve out an hour to play my game <laughs> yeah. and I, I mean like I hope you know like I want to do something for me yeah
0: yes wow. yes yeah I remember um, when my kids were playing video games. Yeah, I played a lot of Mario Kart. <laughs> that dates me at all. Yes. Um, but oh, my, yeah. but like the twenty year olds, they I think they love Animal Crossing. Like there's a huge Animal Crossing trend going on right now. Yeah, I saw a meme with Bernie in somebody's Animal Crossing scene. Oh. I yeah, I forgot
1: about all of that. Like I liked The Sims. I like The um, Sims. I like the building games, but my son has been trying to get me to learn Fortnite. So I started Fortnite. <laughs> I'm terrible. I'm terrible. But, um, you know, it's just he wants to play. And if I play with him, it like, lets him. But I like that stuff. I kind of forgot about that, like getting in touch with that part of me. Otherwise, it's like all business all the time. Or, or you know, it's like I got to work out. I have to do. That stuff, which, you know, I enjoy outdoor sports. I enjoy jogging outdoors. Sometimes I kind of go through waves of like working out and whatnot, but sometimes
0: I just want to sit on the couch, (laughs) play video game. You do. And that's, and that's part of being human and we can't lose sight of our humanity. And maybe sometimes too, what helps people is to, is to know, are there people that you admire who are living a well-rounded life? You know, are there people who are successful in business, maybe just a little bit ahead of you, who are doing things that are not business oriented all the time? Yes. Like, like I love I love to watch Sarah Blakely on Instagram and I love like watching her do her things. You know, she's exercising, she's oh. going to her husband's races and. It's just it's so good to see that, you know, people that we admire who are really successful doing things that are not always business related. And I've heard it said the more successful you get, the more important self-care becomes. And so practicing that now when we're maybe at an earlier stage or mid stage of our career is really important for whatever is coming down the line next for us, that we have that part reined in because that is in our control, how much self-care we get. And I've heard um, Tony Robbins say, if you don't have 10 minutes for yourself every day, you don't have a life. You You need to at least put 10 minutes aside for yourself. And I'm encouraging you to put a lot more than that.
1: Yeah. How much should we put?
0: I would say at least an hour.
1: Yeah. I think that's doable. At least no, at 5 a.m. That's so doable.
0: <laughs> I mean, I really, I really think you can probably get most of your work done within five hours. Yeah. And if you're used to working eight to 10 hour days and you cut your time down to, let's say, six hours a day, you just gave yourself a raise, you know, yeah. because you are getting it all done. If you're really focused, getting it done in a shorter amount of time, you essentially did just give yourself a raise.
1: I think a lot of people in this group too, not everybody, but there's quite a few moms here who are limited in the hours they can work anyway, but cutting it off after that and just being done for the day, I think would be just such a good practice. So you, you move on to the next thing, but I I think that we're all in this business. We're all starting these businesses. So we have a better life and why not set that boundary early? It's really good. So in your mastermind, we have several business owners and that's one thing you do every week. Can you kind of walk us through like, and then we'll wrap up here, but setting up your self-care, you do like a setting your intention at the beginning of the week, and then you do a check-in at the end of the week. Is there anything, any advice you can give to somebody who's like doing this on their own?
0: Oh yeah. Yeah, definitely. I think it's, I, I used to, when I started my business, do this thing called Sunday night prep. And so- every Sunday night, or or some people do it Friday night, you know, when they wrap up their work, they set their intentions for the next week, or maybe do it Monday morning when you wake up, because you just you're that type of person. (laughs) Whatever works for you. Anytime that you are available to do it, set your intention for the week. Again, when you know where you're going, you're more likely to get there. And so setting Whatever I was talking about before, your dream life. But if you're looking at it at a week's perspective, set your dream week. How do you want to feel on Friday? And what is going to get you there? So, however you want to feel on Friday, reverse engineer it so that your week sets you up to arrive there. If you want to feel accomplished and peaceful and joyful, by Friday, what's going to contribute to that? Probably setting aside time for yourself. I would say every day because you matter also reverse engineering, what you can accomplish in work that week that will help, you know, and give yourself buffer times. Like you said, Friday used to be your buffer day. So if you had to, you know, finish up some things on Friday that you didn't get Finished. You had time for that. You didn't overschedule yourself. I'm a firm believer in not overscheduling yourself. So just pick two or three things to accomplish every day. And if you have a lighter day, then you know you can take on more work. But if your life is pretty good, or it's pretty much in that range, then don't take on more work. I always used to think it was really nice. I still think this that if you have some free time, fill it with things that are disposable, you know, because that time might not be free later, given the projects that you're working on. If you are helping a client, and you have your Maybe your launch runway time, you know, it has a certain workload, but then when the actual launch time comes, it gets a lot busier. You're going to need that free time for that actual launch time. So don't (laughs) take on commitments with this extra free time you have if you know the projects you're working on are going to be more demanding in the future. So that just kind of gives you a frame of mind for how much work to take on because I used to be oh, I've got free time, I'm going to take on more work. And then I would get bit in the butt later on, because now I have way too much on my plate, because my normal things do have different periods of being more demanding than other times. And so it's okay to have free time is what I'm saying.
1: Yes, enjoy that. You don't have to that happens to me, I'll have, I'll say yes to a couple projects, they'll kind of all come in at once. Like no matter how I try to spread it out or communicate, everything will come in at once. And I have to be really careful about not over promising and buffering those deadlines. Like realistically, it's going to be next week because I am not I, I mean, I still struggle with this um, being totally transparent. But if I can do a better job, it would be in that like not over scheduling myself and buffering projects. And this is a continual lesson. (laughs) I'm learning, You're right? Because, you know, you get better and faster at projects and different things go wrong and being able to anticipate that. And it's a refinement process, especially as a freelancer, right? But yeah, see that being like the number one reason that self-care doesn't happen is that
0: problem. Yeah. Yeah. And what would it be like if you still had self-care happen with all of those deadlines? I feel so good
1: when I'm balanced, (laughs) when I'm like, I got the amount of work done. I'm not stressed. I'm feeling healthy. I'm eating right. I worked out and I have time to um, indulge. I love, I like, I love those days. Every day needs to be
0: like that. It does because at the end of the day, you've got you, Yeah. (laughs) you know, you've got you. And so you want to have the best you possible.
1: Yeah. I hope all of you really heard that, especially starting out with your business. A lot of you have pivoted to something new as a service provider, or you're working with business owners who are brand new, starting their businesses. You're going to find yourself being this cheerleader, sidekick type, therapist type, and you're going to be wanting wanting to encourage your clients to do the same because you're going to see it and it will make them a lot nicer (laughs) to work with, right?
0: (laughs) Yeah. And it's really important to remember, like we are always teaching others how to treat us. And so if we know our boundaries going into working relationships and we communicate them well, when we bump up against those situations, we can re-communicate what our boundaries are. And there will be this, hopefully this level of understanding that, oh, yeah, that's was her boundary and then they will treat you differently going forward knowing that they tested it you kept it and so they will abide by it going forward
1: yeah no enabling happening no enabling <laughs> no enabling yeah this has been so good i know that this is an area i'm trying to improve on all the time i am nowhere trying to pretend to be perfect here but i am leading by example with my ice skating lessons and I would love for you guys to set this intention. It's Monday. There's plenty of time to schedule in that self-care and make it your priority this week. And I would love to check back with you all on Friday. So if you're catching this on the replay, if you haven't participated, please say that thing you're going to do this week. Let us all know. And then you can find Jen. She has, um, if you're thinking about masterminds or you're thinking about steering your client toward one, will you tell everyone about the freebie you have for everybody? The freebie I have. Yeah. <laughs> Which one? Um, the one that is on your homepage is the one I was thinking of about knowing if a mastermind is right for you and maybe why, why people should, The The eight
0: questions. Yeah, I have one that's on the eight questions that you should ask uh, before joining a mastermind to know if it's right for you, because not everybody who calls their program a mastermind is really offering a mastermind. So if that is what you're looking for, you need these questions in your back pocket to know that you are asking the right questions to be a very educated consumer.
1: Yeah. Who is right for a mastermind? Like who Like what kind of clients are you taking into yours?
0: Well, into mine, it's people who already have an established business. Uh, What's really important in my masterminds is that everybody who comes into the room is one equally motivated to grow their businesses and committed to it because my masterminds are a year commitment. I always say the investment is more than the cost, the financial cost. The investment is also your time. And I remember, Emily, when you came in, you said that you wanted to be with people who were taking their business just as seriously as you were. Yeah. So that's really important to me. And then also that because you already have business experience, that you have something to offer and bring to the table as far as wisdom, expertise. And, And third in my masterminds, who are right for my masterminds, are people who are kind and generous people who are willing to look out for their business sister when they're not in the same room together. I know that you've done that. You've had come across things and brought it to the room for other women in the groups, knowing that it would help them. So you have these really brilliant women who are looking out for you, even when you're not in the meeting together, which is amazing. So those are the types of people that are right for my mastermind.
1: Yeah, I just want to put this in everyone's ear because you might come across your your clients, your peers who are looking for them. And Jen has an awesome one, a couple, but um, just know what kind of people she's looking for. And then check out her freebie to kind of, you know, be able to decide what to ask before you join, before you lay down any kind of investment, but also know that there are peer led ones too. If you're not quite there, you can form your own accountability pod and take some of the strategies that Jen did to help each other move forward and stay accountable when it comes to your, your business growth your business strategies and implementation. And don't forget the self-care part, which is just as much part of your business and part of your success in the future of your business is how you take care of yourself. So thank you so much, Dan. It's been so fun. As always, I will see you next week in our mastermind and you guys can all connect with her here and over on Instagram too, where she's very
0: active. So thank you. Thank you, Emily. I loved it. Thanks so much. Okay. Bye. Bye.
1: right? Wasn't that amazing? Please check out Jen over on Instagram. You can get all of her links in the show notes. I would love for you to keep learning from her. She's so encouraging and such a joy to be around. And I absolutely love being in her mastermind. So if you're curious about that, send me a DM and I can tell you more. Uh, Next week on the show, we're bringing back another Facebook Live that we did with Kristen Espionar. She is a podcast marketing strategist. She gave me such good tips for my own podcast. And I know if you're doing the work, especially as a social media manager, a podcast manager, producer, or a virtual assistant, you are going to want to hear from her because she has some great strategies to help you. One quick little tip she gave me was to actually track my downloads, which I was guilty of not doing. Of course, goal setting, you're more likely to hit your goals when you set your goals, but you've also got to pay attention to your numbers. So Kristen was absolutely helpful. So I'll see you next week. ready to learn the digital marketing and social media skills that will get you hired online head over to vacrashcourse.com where you can learn about my five-week program the digital media VA crash course small business owners and solopreneurs want to hire someone who gets it and who can help them implement just about everything they're looking for a magical assistant who does it all with my comprehensive training, you can get your foot in the door and become a unicorn. Check out VA CrashCourse.com. Like losing my train of thought here. Oh my god, it's gone, Jen. Oh, <laughs> what was I, trying to say? I was trying to say something related to that. Um, no, it's gone. It'll pop in my head in a minute. is like mom okay. break. Okay, when it comes back, oh, say it. I got it. I got it.